hopefully that should give me a good starting point. <clears throat> uh. Welcome back. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, welcome back to the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Hopefully you've been enjoying these either YouTube videos or uh, you've been listening to the audio version of the podcast. Obviously, if you just listen to the uh, audio version, you miss out on all the aesthetics, which yeah. are obviously quite you miss, pleasing. You miss Odin. Yeah, exactly. Um, second appearance. Um, I'll have to tell Oscar. Like, he'll have to get him involved in a podcast because the, the original Liverpool strength doggy, he's just like shit himself at a bin bag, which is yeah. quite hilarious. Nice. Yeah, um, I'm Martin Kimberley. Welcome to Liverpool Strength Co. Podcast. Joined again by James McPhee. How's things, James? Not bad. I feel like I've been hit by a bus, but mm. all good. Same, same. <laughs> Which actually, uh, it that is going to launch into the first thing that I want to talk about today. So, last couple of days, uh, I've been feeling like pretty under the weather. Um, feeling a little bit ill you might be able to hear it in my voice uh, apologies if I like cough or sneeze throughout the uh, the entirety of this podcast but I've woken up with the worst cold going done about 10 COVID tests in the last four days because you want to be careful with the baby uh, and they're all negative so it's not the Rona there are other illnesses available <laughs> so yeah one of the topics that I wanted to talk about is uh, training while you're sick now, obviously, you feel like you're being hit by a bus because you're prepping for a competition. Now, we're obviously getting closer and closer to, uh, like, competition day. So, why is it that you feel like you've been hit by a bus? And if you want to go into some, like, programming specifics of, of how, like... Go on, I'll just, let, I'll just let you explain that. I've just got a lot of, a lot of doms. Mm. And I've started... I'm getting better at my, my sumo deadlift, so I'm actually using my legs more. So I have extra quad doms rather on than top like, of on top of yeah. extra volume. Rather than like hips shooting up. Yeah, it's actually, essentially wide stance RDL in the bar. Yeah, I can actually feel my legs <laughs> doing the work. But it's making the, the lift feel easier, but I'm feeling afterwards. Mm. And everything else is just painful. Those like those little technique tweaks, if you've been doing something a certain way. I mean, I was coaching last night and um, one of the guys was front squatting and now she'd obviously spent a little bit of time front squatting a, in a certain way. Um, and when I like tweaked her technique, I was like, what felt different about that? She was like, my wrists don't hurt as much. <laughs> Which might sound pretty funny. It might sound very minor. But when you sort of get your front rack a little bit off when you're front squatting, it can be super painful. Um, and so in terms of how James is feeling uh, with like doms from adjusting techniques so that you're using your quads more in the, the deadlift actually you're do, probably actually gonna, doing it properly <laughs> there's that as well um, you're probably going to feel that little bit of an effect but for me at the moment so I start to feel a little bit ropey on like Sunday Monday and it's now Thursday, Thursday? Um, last night feeling a bit grim woke up this morning feeling absolutely horrendous um, and so 
I would normally just have Thursday as a complete rest day, but because my training was, for lack of a better term, a complete and utter shit show yesterday, um, and it has been for pretty much most of the week in terms of Olympic lifting, like strength stuff has been like basically just been cruising through that. Yeah, a nice little tantrum as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the book got fucking launched. Unfortunately, it's not on camera, which is kind of frustrating. But Unlike mine last mm. week. I we'll save that for a, a bit of clickbait on, on YouTube. <laughs> Bearded man abuses belt. <laughs> um, so today I've woken up feeling pretty fucking terrible, but my plan was to essentially sack off my rest day today because my training was awful yesterday and train again today instead and then have like rest of the week as normal but because I feel like shit there's not really anything wrong with if you already trained two or three times that week and you're under the weather you're feeling a little bit ill there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a day or two to recover properly and coming back to it because the chances are if you try and train through something like that that's gotten objectively worse you're probably going to make yourself feel even worse and it's probably going to take longer for you to get back to the training that you wanted to do um yeah because obviously as your, your body is trying to recover from training mm. and then trying to get over the others as well so if you train yeah they're both just going to be like exactly. both hard to recover from it's going to be it's going to make life a lot a lot harder to get back to uh, I've made that mistake many times before <laughs> yeah and just push, you, push through it's you want it because you want to get back to things and I think that's probably like a sign of probably like a little bit more of like gym maturity than anything else is where you can go okay I'm going to have a rest it's not the end of the world the weights are still going to be there in a day or two <laughs> so it's worthwhile taking the time now to rest, recover, get yourself feeling better, and come back to it. Yeah, because I, I used to always think, oh, no, I've, I've got to train. Like, I'm, I'm programmed to train this day. I've got to go. I've got to go in and do this. Yeah. I just feel awful throughout. I wouldn't feel as strong. I have to grind through it. I go home and just like collapse on the couch. Yeah. Be like that was a mistake. <laughs> it was like l- literally like the most pointless. And then I'd be thing. ill for longer. Mm. So. In terms of like when, when it's like a good idea to push through, um, and still train while you're sick, because this is what I was basically attempting to do yesterday and potentially today, but because I felt worse today than I did yesterday, I was like, nah, it's, it's not even worth bothering. Um, is when you've kind of got like a, a bit of a head cold. So like, as a general rule, something that's worthwhile following. And I don't know if you'll agree with this is neck and up you're generally okay to train you'll probably be all right you might just have to have a slightly lighter session than you would do normally which that's like exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah neck up fine neck, neck up down, fine neck below sack no. it off like if it's in your chest um and obviously if you're um if you're suffering with your chest then you're gonna basically struggle to breathe a little bit more which you can probably tell that I'm quite nasal today, uh, more than usual, um, and I'm not having the best time of it. So it's probably not going to be worthwhile trying to push through that and essentially make myself worse. So, were that general rule um, 
you can sort of go against it is if you start to feel worse like push through if it's uh, neck and above if you start to feel worse then it's probably just going to be worthwhile just sacking it off completely uh, and starting again when you feel a little bit better because coming back to training and getting something done is going to mean that obviously you can begin to make progress again which is the aim of the game I don't know if you've got any other like sort of pearls of wisdom um, surrounding training with little illness. Um, well, I mean, sometimes it's good to get a bit of a sweat on because obviously it can make you feel better as well. Mm. Rather than coming for a session, just come in and get, get a bit of a sweat on, get a pump on. <laughs> it's worth. It's definitely worthwhile, con- like considering that um, to get like get your body moving, like, and that can stop the first session back after um, you are fully recovered being a complete shit show and mm. having like doms for the rest of that week so yeah in a nutshell if you're feeling good go train if you feel like shit maybe consider some of those things um, and yeah if you feel worse have a rest day There's, tomorrow's a new day there's always another chance to train you're not a robot like life can get in the way you can get sick you can obviously get doms um there's a variety of things that can hamper your training but for the most part you're not going to be ill for the majority of the year so if you're training consistently in that majority then you'll be absolutely fine yeah yeah also like if you've got a bad illness it's always better to take, take the extra day of rest if you're not feeling so not 100 afterwards I've always made that mistake as well, going back that, that day Too earlier. Quickly, yeah. Where rather than just fighting like the off that week or that how many days, mm. being like, no, I need that extra day rest. I mean, I had a good session on Monday. Take me years to learn. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like... Angst, uh, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if I, if I put it into perspective, it's probably like my worst... Yesterday was like my worst session in about five months or something like that. So... I mean, yeah, that, compare it long term. Exactly. It's, it's it can be easy to fall into the trap of like, well, I didn't, I didn't do better than last week, or I didn't do better than the day before, which, yeah, okay, there's an argument for that to be made, but also if you compare yourself from today to six months ago, you're probably in a better position now because of the consistency that you've bred. Um. And that's always worthwhile considering as well. Yeah, like, Odin agrees. Yeah. Just eat bones and go for lots of wheeze and poos. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sam, you got anything you want to add to that? Uh, no. No. That's no. all I can think of on that, that topic. Sam? Okay, so uh, the other day we put out an Instagram story with suggestions for topics for today's podcast um so let's have a look at some of the things that we've got back alrighty so uh first one is pretty good uh you know actually we'll start with the second one so we've got training around an injury which kind of sort of ties in with um what we've been talking about really um training training through an injury 
Go on, James. Like you, you lead this one. <laughs> but it, it depends how how severe the, the injury is, really. Like if it's a a muscle injury, you can obviously train. Like if it's a lower body injury, you can train upper body, upper body, train lower body. You could well, yeah. If it's an upper body injury, you yeah. like you can still do some leg work. Yeah, like most people have. It's always like a lower back tweak mm. when they just think, "Oh, I'll, I'll take time off." What just, are you doing, dog? Just give me a nudge. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll over there. <laughs> His head fits perfectly into the box. <laughs> what was I saying? I think he's confused with the you know the thing that holds the the carpet down. Oh yeah. Turf. He's not chewing the turf, is he? He's fine. Just got a nice bit of spit on your yeah, laptop yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, what were um, you saying? Yeah, mostly like it's a lower back injury, so they think, oh, I'll just take time off. More likely they'll come back in and they'll, they'll tweak it again rather than come in, train around it, or even trying to find the problem that's causing it. Because mm. more often than not, it's, I find it's like underactive glutes, hamstrings, core not, not firing. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's a pretty good example of this, uh, especially if it's like a reoccurring injury. There's mm, you, you, not something away. not quite right, rather than you've I don't know your technique's broken down. If it's, I think that sometimes uh, it's easy to it's easy for people to forget that uh, injuries can happen, and you shouldn't be consistently in pain. Really, like you shouldn't be consistently in pain. Discomfort and pain, two different things. So you might be experiencing like a certain level of discomfort because you've trained hard this week, um, and you've started using your quads to do sumos, which, <laughs> which is decent, and that's different to being actually in pain. The symptoms might have a bit of crossover. Yeah, I used to get clients say, "Oh, like that hurts." I'm like, "Is it a muscle or a joint hurt?" Yeah, and I go, yeah. oh, "It's muscles." I was like, "Oh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a bit, a bit of burn." So yeah, like train, train around an injury. Like say, if there's a if there's an upper body like sort of muscular injury, then it makes sense to focus on some like some lower body like leg work, uh, and still train that fifty percent of your body that you wouldn't have trained if you hadn't turned up at all. Similarly, if you've got a a lower body injury train your upper body like it's it's more worthwhile doing that and still making that little bit of progress that you might be sacrificing than to not train at all so I think that's a pretty good it's a pretty good one I mean a lot of people forget that strength training can be dangerous like if you don't treat those tweaks and those little niggles then they will gradually get worse if you don't find the root of the problem um, and it could be uh, well, I'm going to word this so majority of injuries don't actually happen in the gym like they're brought out by the type of movement that you do the majority of injuries occur because of the way that you're moving outside of the gym and the way that like your posture is like for the majority of the day like being happens every time <laughs> being being sat at a desk all day long it's not really like what we were intended to be 
Now I'm not taking away the. My posture's quite bad now. That's like not to take away from the fact that people have office jobs. Of course, people have office office jobs. It's about figuring out how to make the uh, the time at the desk a little bit more comfortable, where you're in a, a better posture. It's about taking like regular breaks and making sure that for every sort of like 10, 15 minutes that you sat down, you're getting up and moving around for thirty seconds to a minute. You might look like a bit of an idiot to your colleagues, but would you rather that or would you rather like? pull a muscle when you're training in the gym and then blame like that on the gym as opposed to what's happening for the majority of the rest of the time like being sat at a desk like a prawn I think that's something that's worth considering and a lot of the time people do often forget about that posture outside of the gym matters movement outside of the gym matters like coming to the gym three times a week is you're right there I think there's a leaf under the the, the, rack. the, refle- the reflection in the bin. <laughs> it was a leaf. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, it's a great a great cure for movement. Is get is getting a dog. Dogs need to go for, for walks. Like, if you can take a dog out for 20 minutes a day, like, um, twice a day even, then there's probably a good sort of, I don't know, like 3,000 steps, something like that. And if, if your only activity outside of coming to the gym is getting up, walking down the stairs, getting in your car, driving to work, getting in the lift up to your desk, getting a dog can increase that exponentially. Whilst also providing some light-hearted entertainment by barking at leaves. Or being scared from reflection in the bin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you got any other thoughts on that? Like, anything you want to add to that? Um, Making progress around injuries? I can think of, but obviously when I was injured, I injured my elbow and now shoulder. It's actually forced me to get stronger legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So it, it can be a like a, a gift in disguise. <laughs> I think that's that's that comes down to like sort of your mindset, really, doesn't it? Like, um, I got really like really out of shape uh, through basically getting injured through playing rugby. I had like two leg injuries and two shoulder injuries, so felt like I couldn't really do anything, um, and allowed myself to get like pretty out of shape over the course of about a year. Um, and then, like, realising that you're in, you're literally in control of what you choose to do every day. So, taking a little bit of responsibility that, like, yeah, if you, if you have got an injury, there are always things that you can do to move yourself forward. And like you say, if, if you've got a, a shoulder injury, then, yeah, let's, let's go do some squats. Let's go do some, like, single leg mobility work. Let's go do fucking whatever to work around the fact that me shoulder's not working and still isn't working. It, it's getting there. But it's I injured it and then got injured it again. It's like a double injury. Yeah. An injury superset. Yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it was elbow, elbow then shoulder, which... So you can class those as like 
two separate things really but if it's on the but same also uh, stem from the same original same thing yeah, injury, yeah. the same like base problem um, which I've got that on video as well yeah that's fucking disgusting that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right sound so i think there's there's some good sort of takeaways from that like if you do have an injury it's a uh, it's a worthwhile uh practice to assess exactly what it is what exactly you've done um and how you can work around it until until you've recovered or until you feel recovered enough that you can start training that particular uh area again so if you've got upper body injury do some leg work if you've got a, a lower body injury do some upper body work uh, if you've got an injury that you're not sure that you should be training with then it's best to get some advice from like coaches maybe physios maybe from Od from odin see if he'll bark at you Just don't knock the camera on my dog. Um, so yeah there's some some good takeaways there for sure yeah. um, or, or speak to video and they can relay information back to us mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely all right uh so next up on this is uh how to still make progress and booze essentially like boozing and progress will you shut up <laughs> <laughs> We'll fire through this dead quickly. So, making progress and boozing, um, it depends. Like, what's your goal? Really, doesn't it? Like, if your goal is to get shredded, then going out and getting absolutely sourced every night of the week probably isn't going to get you there, really. Like, it's essentially like an empty macro. Uh, so, it's not really going to serve your body very well. Um, seven calories seven per gram. Seven calories per gram, yeah. Um, it's also got impact recovery as well. Mm, yeah. So I, I, I believe like your body sees it as a poison. It's like all the other functions get like switched off or like slow slowed down to yeah. try and get rid of the alcohol. So that's the only time I really get doms as well is when I go out drinking. I go the next day and my body will just feels sore. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of processes that um, that booze can interfere with. So we say that about like sleep. So Essentially, when <laughs> essentially when you booze, you end up skipping some of the stages of sleep, which are quite important. Yeah, it's a, it's more of a sedative, isn't it? So yeah, you're not actually you're not actually sleeping and recovering. You're just unconscious, so it's not really conducive to good recovery. So yeah, like affects your sleep, affects the uh, hydration levels. Um, variety of different things that that boozing will interfere with um so yeah, it's worthwhile considering what exactly your goals are um if your goal is to go out and get bladdered then fair enough <laughs> you're fine if you want to just have a bit of fun uh have a bit of fun in the gym uh, and still train and booze that's fine there are obviously uh there's different types of booze that are gonna be a little less calorie dense and so it should make it a little bit easier to make progress like gin like any sort of clear spirit 
is generally going to be less calorie dense and if you can have them with like diet mixes if you can have them with like diet mixes then you'll be absolutely fine um but just just being aware that uh that booze is still going to interfere with a variety of different processes that your body needs to go through to like to be able to train effectively recover effectively and make the progress that you want um yeah, I, I used to have a client that had, he'd track two, um, one or two bottles of wine <laughs> at the weekends into, yeah. into his like my fitness pal, so you could still have that, and then like he still made some progress. Yeah, that's a solid, <laughs> solid tactics, <laughs> tactics like that. I mean, if I've got a boozy night out, I mean I'm not really like a, not gonna lie, I've done it in the past. Like I don't really fucking enjoy drinking gin, if I'm being honest. Nah. Um, Whis- I'd rather have a, like yeah, a whiskey or like a, or a beer or a rum. So, and those are all quite calorie dense. Nice little fruity cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not ashamed um, to say it. <laughs> fucking, what is it? A porn star martini and all that. I, I like the zombies. Yeah, the zombies do it decent. They just ruin you. That's like <laughs> four rums, absinthe. <laughs> yeah. Pop, like juice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so. So those quad pods. I'll generally do a similar thing in that I'll track like, 10 beers because I know that by that point by the time I've had 10 beers I'm probably going to be unconscious so <laughs> probably not going to be able to drink much more than that there are there are a lot of ways of um, of figuring that out though and making sure that you do still make progress um, it's obviously just essentially managing your training managing your recovery and not going absolutely hell for leather on the booze every single time you go out Anything you want to add to that? There was, but I've, I've, I've lost it. We'll come back to it. Yeah. You're just w- worrying that he's going to piss somewhere. Maybe a little bit. He was fine last week. But he's, he's farting this week. Yeah, no, you do smell quite bad today. But yeah, my, my hangover session was always 10 by 3 deadlifts and mm. then like 5 by 5 bench. I'd always just feel horrendous. Mine good never, session, never involved a barbell <laughs> at all. <laughs> Marriage is always just the, like the slow lifts that you could just, yeah, could just do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's worthwhile training if you've got a hangover, like um, doing some light work. I mean, I'd be a fan of doing a, a little bit of like fasted cardio, like take the dog for a walk, something like that, um, than just fester away in bed um so there are always things that you can do to make sure that you're making progress um yeah i think that's like a pretty good one uh next thing next sort of question which actually there's a full podcast dedicated to it Uh, we did a full podcast a couple of months ago dedicated to this and it's how to build muscle on a vegan diet which is obviously that was the last one as well which is obviously an interesting question um i don't know like what are some of your thoughts on that james was for down to the base doesn't just being a being a calorie surplus simple (laughs) simple as yeah (laughs) train heavy eat lots make gains yeah well completely agree so obviously obviously depends like the like protein intake as well I'm not too sure on the, the vegan options. Mm. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like 
different like powders. Uh, the My Protein Apple and Elderflower Vegan Powder is actually quite nice. I ordered it. I'm not gonna lie, I ordered it by mistake, but it's super tasty, so it's it's worthwhile investing in a little bit of that. Um, now, yeah, like getting back to what you said originally, like those principles of a surplus and a deficit. Just because you've set your your diet up as a vegan for whatever reason it might be it might be for like because you love animals stuff like that it's absolutely fine uh, whatever reason you've chosen those principles still apply so the principle of a surplus for building muscle principle of a deficit for losing body fat how long do you think it's going to be till the camera goes for a <laughs> I should be alright he'll scare himself if he hits it yeah we're in the we're in the clear at the moment yeah, a, sur- a surplus for uh, building muscle, a deficit for losing body fat. Like whether you're a vegan, a meat eater, a veggie, a fucking pescatarian, <laughs> an omnivore, like it doesn't matter. Those principles still apply. So as long as you're adhering to that surplus, to the deficit, to even the maintenance calories, you will be absolutely fine. Now it can be a little bit tricky. Um, can be a little bit tricky. Uh, what is he doing? I'm having a sniff. I think it was like sort of something, something happened outside, didn't he? Got spooked. Um, can be a little bit tricky, like, like you say, to get that extra protein in there and to get those sort of calorie-dense foods in there and still uh, maintain, like, obviously that vegan diet. Like, if we compare, like, 500 grams of, like, broccoli... To 500 grams of steak the calories and the protein from both of those are probably going to be well they're going to be wildly different so prioritizing like calorie dense foods that are going to make hitting that surplus a little bit more straightforward is going to serve you pretty well um um yeah that's probably that would probably be me be my like sort of little nugget of advice. Like, still stick to your surplus, get your recovery in there, train heavy, train hard, um, adhere to those principles consistently, and you will build muscle regardless of your uh, your chosen diet method. Um, yeah. Do you could be a vegan? No. No. Like my go-to meal is like steak and rice. Like, yeah. Um, there's no like stopping that. Like I've tried I've tried a lot of like different vegan foods. Like me and Jane went through a period of like trying, you know, to eat more vegan stuff. Um, and we both kind of discovered that I think Jane was allergic to uh, corn, and I appear to be allergic to soy. So. Uh, we tried we tried to uh, replace different meals throughout the week with vegan options or like veggie options just to sort of you know uh, consider the environment a little bit more all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but in the end like it came down to like our individual like nutrition physiology in that our bodies just did not like those sources of food. And it was only when we cut out those foods that we realized, okay, maybe we're actually, we have some kind of intolerance to those. 
Whereas, like, all, all humans, to a certain extent, have, like, a wheat, in- wheat intolerance. So I think our sort of soy and corn or quark or whatever it was, quark. intolerances <laughs> were slightly elevated. Yeah, because our tests, you can do that, like, intolerance tests to show you what food you can, like, have yeah. freely, what, what you can have in moderation. Yeah. It should be interesting to do that myself. Be, it would be interesting to find out. I mean, it, it was pretty funny that every time the main ingredient for something was soy, Jane would get really sick. Like, and every time, like, the main ingredient was... Uh, oh, no, it's the other way around. Every time it was soy for me. I don't know if it was, like, the actual... No, like, hate to corn. Don't, like, come and sue us or anything. <laughs> um, every time, like, corn was the main sort of thing of the meal, whether it was, like, something to do with... Um, way that that was processed or something i'm not sure but like just did not agree with jane and anything that was soy like just completely turned my stomach and i couldn't like keep anything down which is fantastic yeah that was my my gcse food tech was on on corn yeah yeah we had to make a dish i chose a vegetarian sweet and sour corn so every week it was new only corn dish and i'm sick of it <laughs> <laughs> and that was <clears throat> 14 years ago. <laughs> Do you think you could be a veggie or a vegan? Um, maybe, maybe veggie. I reckon I could, could be, a, be a veggie. Mm. It's like, so like eggs and veg, yeah, you still, fish. You still and eat stuff eggs, eggs, eggs and fish. Isn't that like a pescatarian, though? Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, pescatarian fish and stuff. Fish, yeah. yeah. You, still, you still eat fish. Couldn't be. Don't think I could be full vegan. No. But I'll do some nice... Vegan. The, the vegan stuff, the nice vegan pizza, the, yeah. the jackfruit one. That's very nice. I think he's got his bow. Oh, I thought he had like a bit of the platform then. Maybe he has. It's not in the world. Um, be like jack, I think jackfruit's quite high in protein, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, do, I don't know. No idea. Jackfruit pizza from Aldi. It's like mm. £1.49. So there you go. Like, Shout out to Aldi. <laughs> For all your vegan pizza needs. Um, yeah, like... Like the, like the range of vegan foods now, like the what the Greg's vegan sausage roll. That's like good. the thing that that baffles me the about vegan that steak bake. is like, why why not just call it like a vegan roll instead of like a vegan sausage? Like that that like sort of baffles me. And like, we well, have well, like like the way they try to make things flavor like the actual meat. Yeah, as opposed to just something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Um, it makes sense if you're trying to change over to that point of view been vegan forever how do you know what chicken's yeah. gonna taste like yeah that's true that's that that is very true um you know like like steak like? like the vegan steak bake mm. you, you, you've been vegan forever you're not gonna know what steak tastes like or <laughs> what do you mean yeah yeah no that's that's very true um yeah so regardless of of how your diet's set up uh, it doesn't really matter as long as you're adhering to those principles uh Deficit or surplus, the the question was specifically about building muscle. So obviously like prioritizing those like dense foods, like lots of nuts, uh yeah, lots of uh protein dense foods, so smash some of those jackfruit pizzas, a couple of those every day. And you won't go far wrong. Train some sausage rolls. Yeah. <laughs> get get to Greg's. Get the whole shelf <laughs> of vegan products from Greg's and you'll be fine. Shout out to Greg's because their their shit's fucking <laughs> I've been to Greg's for years. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. Um, have you got anything else you want to talk about, James? 
Uh, no. How long have you got to the competition? Three, three weeks? Um, four weeks. Four weeks. March 19th. Feeling prepared? Nope. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm feeling prepared. Just, yeah, body's just feeling beaten up. That's only like the second week of five of the intensity block. So yeah. that's like that's kind of normal, probably for like sort of for a powerlifting program. <laughs> you just stood on your, you stood on his own foot. It's okay, mate. Oh, did he? Sorry, um, you get yeah, you're getting to that stage now where like your uh, your training should feel heavy and horrible, and it should feel it's going to get more disgusting, really. Like yep. Obviously, the closer you get to competition day, but the like heavier the, it's going to be. In that overreaching phase. Yeah. To and try that's and where your probably recovery is obviously going to, there's going to be more of an emphasis on being recovered. So, at the moment, you train, what, what four times a week? Yeah, four times One a like, week. Like a bit of a bro sesh at the weekend. No, it's weekend squats. Weekend squats. So it'd probably be worthwhile to like maybe can half of that session or your lightest session just to sort of get rid of some of like the uh, the fatigue. What is, what, what is a light session? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've got out all accessory work. I saw that accessory just... work called uh, successory work because it leads to success. Which is a good way of thinking about your accessories because a lot of the time it's boring as fuck. Like, I would call an accessory like a double in the snatch. <laughs> that extra rep. Yeah, the, ex- the extra rep was the accessory. <laughs> yeah, last time I tried all the accessory work, it just made me feel even worse. So I'm doing any more added volume. I think that's interesting as well how like different people respond to uh, different training volumes. But that's a, a rabbit hole we can go down on a completely different podcast because we'll fucking be here all day. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. you don't want to listen to my ill voice for much longer. <laughs> or yeah, Odin bark anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Odin's barking. Although it's okay because for the majority of the time, he is a very good boy. So yeah, we'll let him off. wandering around. We'll let him off. Yeah. Right, hey, guys. Uh, good episode. Give us, leave us a like. Uh, subscribe, give us a comment, fucking share it, like get us up in the algorithm and we'll see you next week. Let us know any topics as well. Absolutely. See you later. Bye. Do us a favour and go pause that just so it's paused at the same time. And we're gonna go in three, two, one.